Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Okay, it is time to reveal, finally, where me and my friend Jan are going on our 2017 mission abroad. Last year, you may remember, we went to Thailand and I spent two weeks learning Thai uh, fairly intensively. Well, not that intensively, I guess, actually. A couple of hours a day, plus homework and plus self-study. So we went to Bangkok and we had this cool mission where we just basically learned Thai for two weeks. And um, on my YouTube channel, I recorded the whole thing. I documented the daily progress. And if you go to my YouTube channel now, you can actually see me having a 25-minute conversation only in Thai with my Thai teacher at the end of that uh, process, which was, you know, for me was super satisfying. And I know many of you enjoyed that as well. So me and Jan have been thinking, all right, where are we going to go this year? What are we going to do? And here's the thing. I don't want to do a new language this year. <laughs> I can't handle it. I don't have the space in my brain. Uh, last year, I experimented a bit with German and and then learned Thai quite intensively. Which, and, and that's cool. But the thing is, I'm still trying to focus on my Cantonese and improving my Cantonese, which is going really well. But I don't want to learn a new language this year. So what we are doing is we are going to a place where we can really experiment with language immersion. It's a language that me and Jan both speak. I speak really well. Jan is more of a beginner in. And so what we're really going to be doing is traveling there and getting as much practice as possible with the locals, experimenting in different ways to get immersion when you're abroad. And so this will be super useful for you if you enjoy going abroad to practice your languages. Maybe you're thinking about going abroad to practice your languages and you're not sure the best way to do it. You can see exactly what we do in daily videos um, where we will be speaking Spanish in Mexico. That's it. We are going to Mexico. In fact, when this episode uh, comes out, we will be going in the next few days I believe. So what you should do right now is pause this episode and head over to YouTube and search for Ollie Richards and um, find my channel. It's youtube.com forward slash I-W-T-Y-A-L, which stands for I Will Teach You a Language, um, in case you want the URL. Subscribe to the channel because you're going to get... Otherwise, you'll miss everything, (laughs) basically. So go and do that right now. And you can also... There's also a little icon there where you can click to get... Uh, automatic notifications of new videos when they come up as well, which will be cool because then you really won't miss a thing. Um, and so, yeah, this will hopefully be really useful for you. We, we were trying, really trying to uh, think about something that would be useful and that you could draw lessons from. And I, I know lots of you enjoy traveling, but it, as I often talk about on the podcast, it can be difficult to get that to have a to use your time productively and to have a good experience when you're traveling it'll be different for me this time because my spanish is pretty good so i'm going to be really i think trying to help out yan and maybe we'll be, we're going to be having a lot of discussions about the best way to get different practice anyway to find out what happens follow along with us on the youtube channel we're going to be going to mexico flying into cancun and also visiting one other country but we're not going to tell you what it is Unless you've read the blog post, in case, uh, in which case you, you already know. But anyway, we're going to be visiting uh, a second country as well, which will be Yan's 100th country. This is the other, the other part of this, uh, of this puzzle. So 
see you on the YouTube channel. We've got a good question today about um, having too much time to study, which is a problem that not many of us have. But it is very interesting in, in the sense of how do you use your time. Before we get to that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. It's the place that I go when I do have time to spare for language practice. It is, of course, italki, and you can get lessons there with professional or informal teachers or tutors. And to get $10 worth of free credit to use on a teacher of your choice, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, without any further ado, here is Joe. Hi, Ollie. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Joe, uh, and I've been learning French uh, for about eight years in school, uh, and that's obviously a very long time, uh, but I've not really actually started to consciously try to learn the language um, as opposed to passing exams uh, until about six months ago, and I just kind of noticed an improvement and realized that maybe it's something that I enjoy and spend more and more time on it. And over the course of the past, say, six months, I've just spent more and more time every day practicing French. And I've noticed a big improvement, but I've kind of been faced with a problem recently with being off school for the past two weeks with Easter, um, that I maybe spend too much time every day learning the language, which is I can often get to the point where I feel like I haven't made any progress in the past maybe hour or hour and a half of studying um, that day. And and this kind of just makes me feel worn out, makes me feel like I'm wasting my time, and it, it makes it harder to be motivated the next day to carry on. Um, so I was wondering if this is a problem you've ever faced, like spending too much time each day and not actually using the time effectively. Um, so I was wondering if there were any yeah whether you've ever faced this and and how you've overcome it so is there a way to make your studying kind of quicker or more concise um and not just kind of so like ongoing and, and slow and just indicative of kind of like a really long period of unproductive time which is sometimes what i feel like i've done yeah Hi, Joe. Thank you very much for leaving your question. It's a, it's a really interesting one and not one that comes up uh, a, a lot. But I do actually remember having uh, similar experiences, not not quite to the extent that I would have kind of weeks off at a time. But I remember when I when I lived in Paris, I only worked like two days a week um, and it was night shifts as well at this youth hostel that I was working at. So I had a lot of free time and I remember actually kind of, you know, studying quite a bit and then getting a bit bored and thinking, you know, Am I really going to keep, am I really going to benefit if I do any, any more? You know, so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, um, problem. And for people listening, really, it, it is still relevant because even if, because what you're really asking, Joe, is not like how much time is the right amount of time, but it's how do I use my time effectively? And we've talked about that on the podcast before. And I think in your case, you mentioned you're at school. So, um, and you've been studying French for eight years. And so I don't know what your what your background is, and I don't know what your current level is, but I think it's wonderful that you've got a um, a sort of stride in your step. What's the expression? I can't remember what it is. A kind of <laughs> spring in your step now with with French, and you kind of feel like you're making progress because every language learning journey has these tipping points. And I imagine you were at school learning French without really caring that much. But then suddenly you've realized, oh, wow, actually I can communicate with people and I actually know my stuff now. And that's a really exciting moment. So I'd say, first of all, you know, ride that wave as long as it lasts, because 
it's much more difficult to get that back later on when you have less time. The first thing I'm going to ask you, Joe, is are you studying or are you practicing or using stroke living the language? That's what that's my first question, because I don't know that myself from the from your question. So I'm going to have to make a certain number of assumptions here. Um, what do you spend your time doing? Are you working through textbooks? Are you doing exercises? Um, what are you doing? I, I think I would guess that there is a risk that you are kind of planted firmly in study mode um, because that's the way that most people learn languages at school. And by study mode, I would include, you know, working through um, textbooks, other kind of material that's intended for study, maybe grammar exercises, um, whatever. And assuming that that's what you're doing, then I think there certainly is potential for wasting your time. Because when you're learning new information, there's only so much that your brain can take in in one day, right? So in that sense, you definitely do enter this territory of diminishing returns after a certain amount of study. Diminishing returns is basically for every hour of work you put in, you get less out because it's just not as valuable anymore, right? So I think it's definitely the case that you can do too much study. And I'm sure I've mentioned this before a number of times, but my friend Alex has always said that he feels that one hour a day is really the maximum amount of useful time that you can actually study a language in terms of actually really squeezing every last drop out of your useful attention and study time in a day. I don't know if he still thinks that, actually. I should text him and <laughs> find out. But but yeah, but generally, you know, if you're spending one really good hour a day studying the language, doing exercise, grammar exercises, reading your textbooks or whatever, like, that is enough because you're going to be learning new information. However, you can never spend too much time in the company of the language. So imagine you moved to France tomorrow and everything you did was in French. You wouldn't say that you were wasting your time. You'd be perfecting your French. You'd be living in full immersion. And that is a good use of time. Because at the stage that you're at now, Joe, and obviously I don't know exactly what that is, but I'm guessing, you know, you you kind of feel like you're at least an intermediate level. You've got a huge amount of passive knowledge in your head. You know, there's a huge amount of stuff that is in your head, but has not necessarily been activated yet or is not. It's kind of lying dormant. And so everybody's challenge when you move past this intermediate level is to actually start to activate stuff and take ownership of the language. And what that means is that you you need to really be spending time in the company of the language. You need to be spending time with the whole language. And that means doing things that are not for study, but are for actually using the language. So we're talking about speaking with people, whether that's talking with friends or having a a language exchange online or something like that, reading books in French, watching TV in French, maybe logging on to taking a MOOC or some kind of online course in French, doing things that native speakers would be doing in French. If you're doing that, in other words, creating an immersion environment for yourself, living the language as you would your daily life, your normal life at home, then there's no way you can do too much. You know, if you imagine that you read an, a book for an hour a day, you watched one movie a day in French, and you, you went online and you had a language exchange for an hour a day, that's four hours a day of actually using the language. Now, what will happen is that you won't feel 
like you're making so much progress. You know, I really resonated with what you said in your question, which was that feeling of not making tangible progress every time you sit down and study. But the thing is, beyond an intermediate level, that stops being the case anyway. You don't feel, you don't get up from every study session feeling, oh, I've learned 20 new words today, or whatever. It's much more about this kind of gradual um, process of just living and breathing the language and watching it take shape before you. A little bit like watching paint dry in a way, you know, you're just kind of using, you're using the language and the, the concepts concretize, solidify in your mind, and you, you gradually develop this command over it. And that comes from real exposure to real language. So I, my, my, my advice to you is, to, is, is that, is to look at the balance of what you're doing and how you're spending your time. And I would suggest that you experiment with going the opposite way from what you've been doing. So try to spend no more than one hour a day on actual focused study, Instead, try to consume to consume French with real activities like we've just mentioned. Okay, so create an, an immersion environment for yourself and do it based on the things that you enjoy. All right, so if you enjoy reading uh, comics in English, then read them, read comics in French. If you like football, watch football in French. Do all these things that you would normally do in French. And then just try to be satisfied with spending your time in the company of the language and pushing yourself in that respect rather than actually looking for this kind of tangible progress every day. Now, as I was talking, one of the things that occurred to me is that you might have exams coming up. And so you might feel this pressure to study for your exams. Um, you will be best placed to know whether you have that in hand or not. All I'd say is that as long as you're confident with your exams and you're confident you'll get a good result, then as soon as your exams are over, assuming you get the result you want, then you won't, you won't ever think about that exam ever again and life goes on. So in that sense, like use this time to really immerse yourself in the language because it, it could be the way that you get that big tipping point that allows you to, to, to move forward and become a, a real confident speaker of the language. All right, so I hope that helps. I'll give you some food for thought at least. If you'd like to ask me a question like Joe did, then please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And today, I thought I would refer you back to a couple of previous podcast episodes that are all about tracking progress, because I suspect that that's what is kind of at the root of your question, Joe. So those episodes are episode 110 and 113, and I'll put a link to those in the show notes as well so that you can you can find those. Likewise, if you have any suggestions for Joe then you can leave him a comment at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 195. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys virtually in Mexico. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also find me on Instagram where I'll be posting some behind the scenes pictures at I will teach you a language. That's it. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. 
It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.